Friends podcast. I'm your host, Katherine Singer. I'm a Christian writer and blogger living in the beautiful state of Alaska. I'm also a trauma survivor and a mental health advocate. I've been through some tough things in my life, and I'm sure you have too. Grace Moments is about helping you hold on to belief in your darkest hours, embrace hope by knowing your suffering is never wasted, and be inspired by the stories of others who have survived their own tragedy. Life, however difficult, can be a meaningful journey, and I'm here to walk it with you, so let's do this together. Over a decade ago, when TED Talks were a big thing, a young man named Simon Sinek did one centered around a revealing concept that had revolutionized his professional and personal life. His premise was that real and lasting achievement in any endeavor starts with knowing your why. He then went on to talk about what he calls the golden circle. Think of any goal, he described, and then picture three rings, an outer, middle, and inner. On the outer, you write the word what. This states the actual objective you are trying to reach. On the middle ring, you then write how. This is pretty self-explanatory as it indicates the exact path you intend to take in order to reach where you want to go. On the innermost ring, you finally write the word why. This may seem relatively obvious, he pointed out, because most of us go through these steps in some form when determining almost everything in our lives on a daily basis. But he said the thing is, we usually do it by starting at the what, moving to the how, and then reaching the why. He called it outside-in living. But he proposed a different way, an inside-out way, a way that stemmed from the principle that you need to start with why and then move outward. He surmised that unless you figured out the purpose, cause, or belief that drives you, somewhere along the way, you'll lose your way. Because your work, the how and the what, are not the same as your why. They're merely byproducts. This simple talk, which you can still find online to this day, went viral as millions of people resonated with his call for a bigger motivation to their professional and private lives. In the years that have followed, Cynic's messages blossomed into a full-on life's work with multiple books and a podcast, helping others discover the passion behind their goals and work. I was not familiar with Cynic's premise until recently, but I must say that there is some great wisdom behind it, because it's biblical in its foundation. After all, Jesus displayed this all the time, and we should too. So today we're going to talk about the importance of knowing your why. I hope this perhaps changes a few things in your personal perspective and helps you find your way back to your purpose if you feel like you've lost your way. Maybe it even allows you to discover it for the very first time. Either way, I'm glad you're here to join me today. And so let's get started. In my interactions with people who are struggling with their mental health, one of the themes I often hear is, I just feel like I don't have a purpose. Or, I wish I had a reason to get up every day. There isn't a spark there when they talk about their work or their social life or their personal goals. It's like the lights have gone out and there's no internal motivation to succeed. I've often wondered the reasons for this as I've sometimes felt the same thing myself. I get that lack of purpose or motivation is a common symptom of suffering, since when things are hard you just get focused on survival. But often, deep in the inner recesses of the soul, 
there is a desire and a cry for something more. Beyond the challenges we all deal with, there is a hope inside all of us that what we do and what we go through means something. That we can have the satisfaction of knowing that our efforts and our struggles are worth it and contribute to a greater whole. Thus, even at our lowest points, we pray for some level of enlightenment to show us that the choices we've made, the actions we've taken, or the things we've said counted for a higher good. And when we think this hasn't been the case, or we feel as though we've lost sight of that along the way, it can be devastating. There are times when even our hardest experiences appear clear in their redemptive purpose, and we are able to notice how the steps we are walking fit into the bigger picture. But often it can seem as though we're spinning in our own orbit, going through the motions and just trying to keep life afloat, when on some level we sense that there is so much more to this journey than that. If you're in this headspace right now, I want to talk through with you for a few minutes Simon Sinek's idea of knowing your why, because at the heart of so many mental health struggles, I believe, is a failure to notice and embrace your individual why. According to Sinek, your why is the purpose, cause, or belief that drives you. So let's begin here. I want you to ask yourself, what is it that drives me? Now, I get that it may feel sort of impossible to identify that right away, and you may have drifted so far from it that you've forgotten it or even never found it in the first place. And that's okay. It's still important to take time to figure out what lights you up. And it seriously can be anything. When I asked myself this, I ended up landing on this as my personal why. To improve people's quality of life according to God's design. And I backed it up with the Bible verse John 10.10 where Jesus says, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. The longer I thought about it, the more I realized that pretty much everything in my life revolves around this premise to some extent. I'm constantly looking for opportunities where I can help others better their quality of life and help them return ever so slightly to their Creator and His plan for their life. So when you ask yourself what it is that drives you, what do you see? What purpose, cause, or belief motivates you? Take some time to analyze those areas, interests, or gifts that really make your heart sing and figure out the reasons why they do. The answers might not come to you right away, but the process of identifying the driving force behind your core beliefs and motivations will be essential. Once you've come to the conclusion on what exactly is your why, then you can move on to the how. Does it mean attaching yourself to a particular community of people? Does it mean starting up your own project, nonprofit, or business endeavor? Does it mean acquiring certain skills or maybe even a mentor along the way? Does it necessitate additional education or training? What exactly are the opportunities, avenues, and means by which you can carry that why into various aspects of life? From there, you can work outward to the what. What exactly does this look like on a day-to-day basis? This could mean making more time for certain volunteer options or hobbies. It could mean engaging in ministry options that suit your particular passion. It could even mean a change of career, a move, or some major life transition. If you keep an open mind and continue coming back to that core purpose, cause, or belief that drives you, any difficult decisions or choices that may come as a result of leaning deeper into that will come more easily and with greater clarity. 
establishing the why and then steps on how to get where you hope to be can then set you free to explore the options of where to go from here. Be creative. Think outside the box. Envision what it might feel or look like for you to be working and living in the center of your purpose, driven by the key aspects that shape how you think and act. You may be surprised on what you start to come up with as soon as you're allowed to dream a little, to start looking at life through a different perspective, and what you discover just may end up changing the trajectory of your whole future. Because once you realize that your work isn't the sole focus, but a mere byproduct of something bigger, everything begins to take on a new sort of meaning. Simon Sinek notes that the effective leaders live inside out, and there has never been a more effective one than Jesus Christ himself. When you take a look at the life of Jesus while he was on this earth, you see a consistent pattern of living from his inner center, of always operating from his why. If we were to make a golden circle diagram for Christ using Sinek's premise, his why would be pretty clear, to do the will of his Father. Jesus knew that everything he was supposed to accomplish while he was on the earth centered around fulfilling his Father's will. Now, along the way, there were a lot of times when others tried to pull him away from that and distract him with all kinds of other requests and priorities, but Jesus kept coming back to the central driving force behind everything he did, and that was to do whatever his father asked and wanted of him. As for his how, this meant his coming down to earth to walk where we walk and live how we live, yet without sin, so that he might identify with us in our suffering and complete his heavenly mission all the way to the cross and ultimately the resurrection. What did it all look like on a daily basis? It sometimes looked like healing people, other times like teaching, sometimes it was getting alone in prayer, other times like performing miracles, walking on water, magically producing food, sometimes it looked like standing up for the vulnerable and innocent, other times like getting in the faces of the religious elites. The what took on many forms during Jesus' life, but it was always a byproduct of the why, and he never, ever got away from that. And sometimes this even meant passing up opportunities that were not within the Father's plan and also being willing to be interrupted in order to make room for a divine appointment. But most importantly, it meant not getting distracted by things that weren't part of his purpose, not getting pulled off course just because he was presented with another direction. Instead, he pulled others into his heavenly direction. He inspired others to come along and be part of his why. This idea of inside-out living has the ability to completely blow open our lives and our potential for great things. When you search the scriptures and come across, especially in the New Testament, all sorts of verses on godly behavior, you constantly notice the pattern of start within, then work outward. Let everything you do be done in love. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, and not for men. Esteem others better than yourself. Be willing to sacrifice for another. All these are centered around the inside-out principle of starting within and then letting all other things become byproducts. Perhaps this is what the Apostle Paul was talking about when he said in Philippians 2.12 to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He was encouraging these early believers, and now you and I, to constantly strive to bring our salvation to fruition, to live inside out, to let our core belief and purpose be the motivation behind all that we do and to take it seriously. It's sad that we live in a time where outside-in living is so prevalent. Almost everything begins with figuring out the what, 
then moving toward how, and settling on the why almost as an afterthought. Oh yeah, why exactly are we doing this again? Our culture trains people to think and act this way, making who a person is becoming a byproduct instead of the central driving force. Most of us, if we're honest, probably feel as though we've lost our why a long time ago, if we ever had it to begin with, or that we never got it in the first place. We just followed the trend and started living the way we thought we had to do it. And this is why, if you were to ask a bunch of average people in today's modern society what their why is, they'd probably end up circling back to the how or the what, and never really know the core principle, purpose, cause, or belief that gets them up every day, because they've likely never thought about it, or maybe they never felt they could give themselves permission to. Sometimes I think we're afraid to ask these types of life-altering questions because they are just that, life-altering. They have the potential to completely upend our personal priorities, our schedules, and our relationships, and often we're just not willing to take such a risk. It's too uncomfortable. Yet if we really look in the mirror and dare to ask ourselves if we're truly feeling like our lives are thriving, we'd likely admit that no, they aren't. If we're willing to acknowledge it, the truth is most of us are settling for average. We're just getting by. And deep inside, a little part of us feels like it's missing out on the life we've really always wanted. A life that counts for something. A meaning that runs deeper than any singular career. Like I am, you're probably tired of pushing away that inner longing for something more. And were you to give that feeling just a moment to develop... Were you to tell yourself it's okay to imagine possibilities in a life outside of what you currently know, you just might find that exact dissatisfaction is what can drive you in a new direction. Like author Bob Goff writes in his latest book, Undistracted, there is a lot of second best available to all of us. If we aren't aware of the alternatives, we won't realize we're settling for less than what is accessible to us. In short, people fail to live fully because they fail to discover or adhere to their why. They've either forgotten it or they never knew it in the first place. And often at the heart of many mental health struggles, the discouragement they feel, the stress they're under, the lack of motivation they have, is the reality that they have lost sight of what their life is really supposed to be all about. They found themselves without a driving purpose and therefore without a mission or a healthy mindset. Perhaps they've either driven it out of themselves or others have driven it out of them. But regardless, they are tired of feeling as though they're spinning their wheels and going nowhere. They might be bringing in the paycheck, but they're not bringing in the passion or the positivity. They might be making it by society standards, but every day they wonder if there might be something more. I say it's time to start figuring out our individual why. To start changing the world one soul at a time, as well-intentioned people begin to figure out what they've been uniquely put on this earth to do. It's hard to not love your life when you're loving what you're doing. As they say, when you enjoy what you do, it's not work. And the how and the what just become your vehicle to your biggest ambitions, not the ambition itself. Millionaire Elon Musk has been quoted as saying, don't ever attach yourself to a person, a place, a company, an organization, or a project. Attach yourself to a mission, a calling, and a purpose only. That's how you keep your power and your peace. I don't think he's wrong, because the people, places, projects, and community within which carry out our why always fall into place when we are functioning from our core values. And the other benefit, like he pointed out, is that you maintain your personal power and your inner peace of mind. 
When we do our best to live outward from this space of why, it suddenly becomes clear what to say yes and no to. It becomes obvious who to attach to and who to distance from. It becomes evident what decisions to make because we're constantly checking to see if it matches up with the purpose, cause, or belief that drives us. Jesus did, and so should we. Know your why, friend, and if you don't know it yet, go ahead and discover it. Someday, you'll be glad that you did. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to this podcast as well as leave a review. If you want to read additional content, please visit and subscribe to my blog at www.graceopens.blogspot.com. You can also connect with me on social media via Twitter at OpenToGrace2015, Instagram and Parlor at OpenToGraceAlaska, and on MeWe under my name, Katherine Singer. I'll see you in the next episode, and remember, Grace will always meet you where you are. Thank you.